Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are kicking off the horror month and reviewing Halloween 2007 by Robert Wolfgang Zombie. Uh, that's it, he, that's his middle name. I don't know if you knew that. Robert Wolfgang. I did not know. It's pretty good. Yeah. Lovely. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, we opted to go for that one instead of the original, since obviously we're not reviewing Halloween Kills this month. Like uh, that was the plan originally, but uh, you know, everyone. What's the opinion on the original? It's great, right? So let's let's do. Yeah, yeah the original was great. Let's just do the let's do the the 2007 reboot. But before we get any further, we're gonna get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. Um, so yeah, um, that is the plan for today. We're gonna be talking about Halloween 2007, uh, sort of mid tier or mid career of Rob Zombie's. Uh, movie directing career so uh i i loved this movie when i was a kid uh, or not when i was a kid whenever i saw it in 2007 when it came out uh be interesting to revisit it i have not re-watched it in a very 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 long time until yesterday uh but before we go any further we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle of the week <laughs> no delay at all ron i'm gonna no. In in post, no, 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 no. Leave, leave, the, leave the pause. Take it out. I'll make it longer. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, my pickle of the week is the Mister Miracle Deluxe Edition hardcover. It has numbers one through twelve, plus sketches, scripts, and the full pencil art of issue number one. Hey, which is a definitely nice. a good buy. If you haven't already picked this up, um, if you haven't if you haven't read it. It's definitely an, an essential read of modern comics. It is Fantastic. some good stuff. Uh, I am picking uh, Ten of Swords, all three of them. All three issues that come out. Uh, Wolverine and two other ones. I forget the other and ones. Two other ones. Marauders and Marauders. Another one. And, uh, some other one. They don't matter. Read X of Swords. X Force. Swords. It's all good. They are all important, so you have to read all 22 parts. I'm excited. That's right. There you go. I am picking Champions number one, Ooh. which I skipped the whole last run of Champions. I didn't read any of it. But this one is written by Al Ewing and art by Simone DeMeo, who mm-hmm. I didn't know until we only find them when they're dead, that book yeah. that came out um, a few weeks ago. Solid, solid. Also, number two comes out this week, but I thought I was just like blown away by the art. It was so good. Um, and he is at Marvel doing Champions, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Um, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, Ron, do you do it yet? Yeah, of course. I did it um, when we... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let's, let's do events. Um, this week, I have nothing. Uh, next week, uh, on October the 17th, um, well, let's do Keyforge first. Keyforge, uh, we have it twice. We have it on October 16th. Uh, Friday and Friday, October 23rd, the 16th, we're doing a sealed the 23rd. We're doing a chain bound. Um, If you want to know how to play those or how to get involved with that, you can head on over to our discord where all that information lives and uh, breathes. 
to find that link, you can go to uh, our Twitter bio, which is BRC Uncanny, uh, or you can go to Uncanny Universe on Instagram or Facebook. Find it all on there. Um, and then on October the 17th, we are running our second paint night. Uh, it's going to be a monthly event. Um, this month, it's going to be freestyle. Paint whatever you want. I'm probably going to be painting some Shadowrun miniatures. Um, mm. But um, in order to, to participate in that, all you need to do is go to any Bedrock City and pick up a miniature. That's it. Then you're in. I don't even know, I don't even need a proof of purchase. I'm just taking your word on it. Um, yeah. Nice. You know, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more formal. If I suspect that we got a lot of, you know, stragglers that, you know, are painting stuff that they already had at their house, maybe I'll start requiring receipts um, like I do for Keyforge. But this one, just just come on and hang out. We're going to be painting together, have a good time. And Dilly is going to be painting with us maybe. If he, yeah. If he, if he has some time. What day is it again? Uh, October 17th, a week from Saturday. I know. Um, I will not be there. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, if you want people from the podcast that, you know, can come, um, legend of the show, uh, former former uh, semi-regular Dwight will be coming. Ooh. It'll be fun. Uh, Matt will be there. Matt's going to be painting some Star Wars, obviously. D- Dwight is going to be painting some Dungeons and Doggies miniatures. Michael, if you remind me the night of, I'll come through. Just okay. to hang out. Bet. I will. Let me know. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll try to remember. Ronnie boy, what kind of events you got? Oh, man, dude. So, like, um, I'm going to do this Apex uh, stream tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I got nothing. Bet. When are you going to start streaming the Apex? Uh, once I get a computer. <laughs> Yeah, not a Chromebook, right? Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I told I told y'all when I with the with the paint night the first time that I realized my Chromebook could not handle that many video connections. Yeah, it, like yeah. when I tested it with just Nick Ryan, it was fine. And then we had eight people connect, and it was like, nope. It was like, no, nah, son, can't, can't handle it. Shut it down. Yeah, yeah. so I had to move so, it out to the. To the I will. I will stream some video games. Excellent, Dylan. Um, let's see. I have obviously a live sale tonight. We picked up a bunch of key issues. This is a big one. I don't say that every week. Okay. No. <laughs> you don't. Um you don't. A lot of key a lot of key issues this week. Um it's gonna be good. That's from seven to nine tonight at bedrockcity.com slash live. And then on October twenty fourth, we have a virtual signing slash panel slash Q and A for another DC graphic novel called Swamp Thing Twin Branches. Awesome. We're joined cool. by Maggie Steiff Vader, the author, and Morgan Beam, the artist. And you can watch the stream and claim a signed graphic novel and maybe like a poster, you know, some, some free stuff will come with it. And that is Saturday, October 24th at 7 p.m. Same URL. All of our live videos are bedrocksvideo.com slash live. And then there's one, another one coming up for Super Sons. Ooh. Um, that's in early November. I'm not sure the exact date, but I didn't know that's about with that. Ridley Pearson and the artist is Gonzalez. Um, so that one's called Super Sons Escape to Landis. And then we have the Halloween sale. Yes. That yep. is swiftly approaching. It's like right around the corner. Um, it is October 28th through November 1st, which is Wednesday through Sunday. We'll have all the deals. Every department will be discounted. 50% off back issues, 40% off trades. If there's any trades you're, you've been waiting on, that's the time. 
25 to 50% of toys, 25% of gaming. Yes. So yeah. That's yeah. the T. There's a couple more. I still haven't, like, we still haven't been allowed to fully announce the Swamp Thing or Super Sensing, but they're happening. But yeah. You get the scoop here first. Scooping it's annoying. Up. There's a lot of, like, red tape, you know, when it's, like, an official. Sure. Um, you know, like publisher thing. You can't. You can't just like announce it when you want to. But it's happening. They're saying if they listen to the podcast, they get they get the scoop early. Exactly. Right. I'll always announce it here first. Always. Um. Okay. On to what I done did. Other than watch Halloween 2007, um, I started to watch Monsterland, which we're going to be talking about next week. I also started um, Monsterland. Yep. Yeah. Um. I. Painted a mini this week and did a shadow run mini just to, I haven't done it since the Manticore from last month. So I wanted to practice cause I got a new light. Um, I got a little de- tabletop ring light that I'm going to be using for the got a little ring light. Yeah. I mean, it's with a, with a crane arm so that it can go down for the, you know, to point at the mini. Most nice. And I got a little tabletop. I'm holding it up a little tabletop, uh, tripod to, Ooh. to angle the Sweet. camera down. Get them. So, because last week it was super bootleg because I was not prepared to do it out of my desk. I was very prepared to do it in the second bedroom, not at my computer desk. <laughs> and so I had to, you know, struggle and scrape to put something together. Um, what else did I done do? I don't think I did anything really worth talking about. I've been reading some reading some horror novels uh, for October. I just read the first Stranger Things novel today, actually. Uh, and I I really liked it. Did you read cool. Books of Blood? Oh yeah, I did. Oh yes, I did read. I read. Uh, well, I've read it before, but I I I've read vol- I read volume one of Books of Blood, which I love. Nice. It's a great um, anthology it series, and some of them are I forgot they're just really gross, but in, gross in wow. just gory and so ah. so in the eighties, um, Clive Barker. And this author named Poppy Z. Bright um, were known for <laughs> uh, pioneering a genre that was called splatterpunk and a lot of sort of uh, real gory um, lit stuff. Um, and, Cl- and it's just really interesting paired with Clive Barker's uh, very poetic writing style. So you get very flowery language. But while describing peeling flesh off of a bone, you know what I mean. Okay, it's it's something. <laughs> Sounds cool. Oh, I I love it. It's great. Highly recommend if anybody uh, has the time. Billy, what you do? I didn't do much. I played Fall Guys. <gasps> I... you, got that, you got that crown yet? No. Well, not really. I got one, but not like you know, not not for real. I got you. I didn't. I didn't. I was. I've never been first place. Wow. Um. Have you played, Ron? I played two matches. Uh, it's not easy. I didn't. I didn't win past the first round. So it's PC only, right? Or not it's on PlayStation. PlayStation Four also. Oh, PlayStation. Once I get um, my PlayStation back, I'll play it all the time. But it's not with it's me. It's hard. Everyone's moved on from it. They're all. They're all on Among Us now. On Among Us, yeah. I wanna. I wanna do something with that. That'd be dope. We're actually um, on the Discord server. We are about to organize some Among Us. Oh, nice. So, That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, what did I watch? 
I don't watch anything podcasty. I caught up on Lovecraft. I was a little bit behind on it. I watched that. I watched a Netflix show called Emily in Paris. <laughs> okay. I won't bore you with. It's a it's like a drama. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Dylan, there's a show that you have to watch for the podcast. Not really, but um I'll do it. What is it? It, all, it almost fits with your theme. Uh it's The Masked Wrestler. <laughs> it's coming out on um <laughs> Independent Wrestling TV. It's nobody is even Is that what it sounds like? Um kind of um yeah it's basically it's it's so it's a bunch of wrestlers it's eight wrestlers in a eight person tournament uh but they're all under morph suits and masks um and they don't they don't reveal until they uh get eliminated and then the winner of the tournament gets a title shot at the independent wrestling champion warhorse uh that's fantastic yeah dude warhorse warhorse is awesome Oh, I do have to say, I promised uh, Nick Ryan I would give my quick review of Blackpink's debut album. I oh, assume you okay. both listened to it also. Of course. I mean, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, what do you think, Michael? Oh, well, I mean, as, as the number one blink, um, how, can I, how can I uh, really put into words how this album made me feel? Um, Who's amazed? your favorite member at this point? Oh, Jisoo? how do you how do you pick how do you pick Rose? your favorite noodle in a bowl of macaroni and cheese? You can't. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know. Okay, but I did. Okay, so the album number one, it came out and I was like, it's eight songs. Okay. I was like, what the heck? Barely an album. So it took me like twenty minutes to listen to. Um, I liked it. It was all it was all expectedly great. I'm a K-pop stand now. They have a oh. documentary coming out mid October on Netflix. Oh, I'm excited. But I would say my favorite song is Bet You Wanna with Cardi B. Oh, of course. <laughs> Cardi B's it out. I hope that I hope there's a music video for it. Wow. That's they got my, Cardi B on there, huh? Not uh, my not in depth at all review. Hey, I mean It's just called the album also. The, I'm, not, oh. I'm not I'm not omitting any information. It's called the album? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's what that's that what we done did. Don't listen to Blackpink. Yep, that's it. Uh, so I am getting ready for my D and D campaign. Oh boy, when's yeah. it starting? Soon, right? I, uh, yeah, it's Saturday. Unless we pushed it back. My brother's birthday Saturday, okay. so that might okay. have to come first. But I'm getting ready. I'm almost done. Uh, oh. It's going to be very cool. Very excited. Are you going? Are you shooting for one session? Yeah, I mean, we we all we're still rotating. So like, Nick's oh right, after. right, right. Uh, but my mine will be one and done uh, in the overarching story. Okay. But yeah, I was thinking about it too hard, uh, but now I, I reined it back. Good. Yeah, th- that's so yeah, your first time DMing, right? It is my first time DMing, so I'm, oh, I'm pretty excited. I'll let y'all know how it goes. Next. Yeah, let me know if you have any questions. That's I'm exciting. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think me I too. Got, other than the sure. questions I asked you already, I think I'm good. Okay. My man. So, we'll see. Okay, I love it. Uh, how much you uh, how much you having to make up? All oh, of it. all of it. Yeah, I got specific areas where I need them to go. I got the ending, I think, <laughs> but everything else is good. Everything else is good. It's just how however they get to the end is fine. Just for, you know, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm, I'm I look forward to next week and we find out how it went. Yes, sir. Um, has anybody died in the game yet? No, hmm. no. We're very much like all right. We're 
like level five at this point. Like we're not dying. It's fine. Yeah, and y'all are doing milestone right? No, we're just we're leveling up every campaign. Oh right, right, right. That's what I mean. Like milestone. You're not, doing, milestone. Yeah, yeah. you're not doing points. No, no points. No, no, no. That's so old school, and I don't like it. Um, but anyway, let's get into the news. Um, rumor: Kevin Feige wants to sign Ryan Reynolds to MCU's biggest contract for Deadpool three and beyond. Today, the direct is reporting that uh, Kevin Feige is interested in signing Ryan Reynolds to the quote biggest deal in the history of the MCU. It's assumed that means the actor will be signed up to star in more Marvel Studios films than any other actor, a sign, perhaps, that there is indeed huge plans for Deadpool in the future, despite the notable radio silence from Feige on the matter. I assume that that silence has been because they haven't had him under contract and they don't want to announce anything about Deadpool until they can get him locked down. Right. And Ryan Reynolds could hold out for a bajillion dollars on this. Yeah, I think the ball's pretty much in his court, you know? He's one of the few. He's like literally the only Fox person they care about, I think. And honestly, I think that yeah. that I love the idea of him in the MCU as sort of the shows up randomly and you know is maybe only in some movies for a scene. Yeah, that'd be perfect. yes. Someone said they would like if he kind of took over the Stan Lee thing, like a oh, little yeah. Deadpool cameo oh, in each movie. I think that'd be kind of cool. I love really that. Good. Um, but yeah. I, I'm excited. Hope it's good. And yeah. Rob Liefeld's been going off about it, of, of course, course about how Disney's evil and uh, he wanted he wants like Sony to make the Deadpool movies. It's a whole thing. Oh, it means the worst. I whatever. We're not talking about him today. <laughs> um, Diablo's makes its grand appearance in the new teaser trailer for the Monster Hunter video game adaptation, and uh, editorializing a little bit. Uh, who boy. Um, <laughs> IGN has shared an exclusive teaser trailer for Paul W.S. Anderson's upcoming sci-fi action blockbuster Monster Hunter, an adaptation of Capcom's video game franchise about slaying massive monsters. Uh, the teaser give us, gives us a first look at Diablos, uh, one of the game's signature enemies. Um, and it certainly is a sci-fi action blockbuster. Um, what else has Paul W.S. Anderson directed? All the Mila Jovovich movies. Oh, he did, um, I think he did like the latter Resident Evils. Yikes. I don't like how his name is W.S. Anderson. It's like Wes Anderson. You know? Is that on purpose? Right. Um, Probably. Trying to, trying to be confused for Wes Anderson. Anyway. Or, or Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, it's just like his name sounds like he's a good director. Right. Because like, um, Paul Thomas Anderson is a good director, as is Wes Anderson. <laughs> and, you know, W.S. Anderson. She, she's his wife, but... This looks oh. terrible. Um, it looks so bad. It looks like it has nothing to do with the. No, they got games. Guns. First of no, all, no, it looks great. It looks great. There's <laughs> some guns in the game, but like. Oh no, man! It's not like in that world. It looks like it just takes place on Earth, like a post-apocalyptic. It looks like Resident Earth. Evil, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Like, it does look like, like or like Underworld, like one of those right, kinds Underworld. of Underworld. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. Now. Will we pay forty nine ninety nine to rent a movie theater out to watch this? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, well by the time this movie comes out, it'll be twenty bucks to go rent a movie theater for twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, well, they're saying it comes out in December or something. They're like sticking to a date this year. Oh, so I don't believe. Who cares? It. It's not um, like you're gonna make any money when theaters are open either. So they may as well. Right. Yeah. For might as well make. Who studio is putting this out? Do you know? 
I don't remember. Somebody, some nobody. You might Universal or Paramount? I think I was wondering. Um, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, I, I honestly, I have no idea. Oh, well, well Wikipedia lists well, it as a, um, Wikipedia lists it as a, well, um, Echo, um, Echo, um, lists it as a uh, 2021 release date. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was, they were saying December. Hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe I, I that's st- last I, week's news. Right? Well, maybe this is very new. Um, looks like it's uh, Sony releasing this movie. Of course. They um, make, they should do Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's final James Bond outing moves back. Aww. Um, <laughs> MGM and EON have announced today that Daniel Craig's hotly awaited James Bond swan song, No Time to Die, okay, um, <laughs> has been pushed back to April 2nd, 2021, which is almost exactly one year after it was initially slated to debut. Uh huh. I thought what? this one was going to stick it out. I really did. I think I said that last week. I was like, I don't think this one's going to move. And here we are. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's also like what you said, right? Like, any date you see is not a real date. That's not true. at all. You know, I think, who cares? This movie This movie's not going to be out for... Any, any, any real movie isn't coming out for a while. You know? Um, there was That's a, likely true. There was a there was a tweet that I saw from Mark Kermode, one of my favorite uh, British reviewers. Uh, he said, uh, "Hard to conclude that MGM slash EON fumbled the chance for some Tenet style quote Bond save cinema headlines, making their way for an altogether less inspiring Bond abandoned slash betray slash kill cinema coverage they're now getting. Licensed to shoot themselves in the foot." Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. The next yeah. article will agree with you. Uh, Cineworld closing all Regal cinemas across the UK and US following no time to die delay. Um, there's no, I'm sorry, there's more bad news awaiting theaters thanks to COVID. As Cineworld, one of the UK's biggest theater chains, um, oh, and owner of US uh, Regal cinemas, has announced plans to close its venues in both countries. This comes almost immediately after the news that no time to die has been pushed back from November to next April. According to Variety, the company's theaters in the UK, Ireland, and the US will soon close. At, will close as soon as this week. Uh, though the staff in the UK, only 5,500 5, of the over 5,500 of them, only learned of the news via stories like this one. Ouch. Um, that's and that's been confirmed. This article is a little bit old, but okay. they posted today. I saw on Regal's uh, Facebook that they're closing on Thursday tomorrow. <laughs> so go see, wow. go see your movie today. Go catch a movie. This, I mean, at that point, are they opening back up? I mean, are they closing down until movies are back? Yeah, they're not going to open again until major blockbusters are coming out. I don't think. How does that affect like all those? I mean, horribly, I guess. How does it affect all those employees? Um, yeah, you would assume they're not getting paid. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, they're not getting money. Um, it's, I don't know. It's like good news and bad news for theaters. I feel like. Well, I don't know. What's going to happen if they can't pay their rent in these spots? You know, who's realistically, no one's going to take over and renovate those spots because like, they're theaters. You know, I feel like they can just, they'll probably just stop paying rent for a while. I feel like there has to be some sort of a, I guess you have to force the landlord's hand at that point. Like, cause they're by, they're not, under, they're not legally obligated to do that. And we've seen with evictions and stuff like that. They don't care. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah this is America. There's no forgiveness for that. Right. But like, um, the, they can't. Cineworld can't help that there's no movies. 
Right. You can only do so much of $50, rent a theater, or watch any DVD you want with your homies. You know? Yeah. Because. But. That's not going to. It's kind of good news because. I don't know. Every. Like in the same. Like at the same time, every studio is waiting for theaters to reopen, you know, for their movies. Right. Like it's like a symbiotic relationship. There's no. There's no avenue for there's no av- avenue for a movie to make money without theaters and there's no avenue for theater to make money without these big movies, you big know? Movies. So they're all just waiting on each other. So I think theaters will come back stronger when this is over. And pe- I don't think anyone's going to try and do the all digital thing. That's always like looming in every industry, you know? Right. Like same with comics. I don't think anyone's going to try that for like a really long time after this, you know? I think there'll be like a more solid industry. A resurgence of, you think so? It might not be bigger, but I think that it'll be more secure because they've looked like the studios have literally tried everything to cut them out during the pandemic. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's wrong. They need to make money, but they've tried every avenue they can, like paid video on demand, like on regular streaming or like unlock for premium on a streaming or in right. theaters kind of you know they like literally everything has been tried and you just need theaters so i think that's the good thing about about this do you think we will see one any any more like one last attempt at a pvod of like a because they tried Maybe. family with you know trolls and um mulan and stuff but i think they haven't tried any like you know, big blockbuster. I don't think so. I think the video on demand is more successful for small movies who don't need to make as much, you know, and for movies that people probably wouldn't go to theaters to see anyway. Sure. I don't think we'll ever, there might be a shift from more indie movies and small movies going to streaming either right after theaters or at the same time or something, you know, but we're never going to see like Black Widow streaming the same time as the theater. I think blockbusters will be a thing. That's too bad, though, because, like, I really would be unhappy with movie theaters becoming blockbuster only, you know? Sure. I think um, we'll always have the option. I think if it's something like Green Knight or something, you know, like, oh, you can go to a theater, but it might, it'll be streaming quickly. Because you still have those Oscar movies, too, so they have to play those, right, in theaters? Yeah, they have to play those in theaters. I mean, for now. Yeah, unless that changes. Uh, who knows? They changed it for this year, but... right. They're I mean, pretty old-fashioned, so I imagine they'll change it back as soon as COVID's over. Um, speaking of <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of dates, F nine moves Dug back to, to Memorial twenty Memorial Day twenty twenty one in the wake of No Time to Die shifting to April. As expected, <laughs> yep. in the wake of No Time to Die moving to April, Universal Pictures has vacated the date and shifted its upcoming Fast Nine to May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Oh man! Um, earlier this year, Universal proved to be the most proactive of all the studios with the prompt with its prompt virus response, moving back their two biggest releases, F Nine and Minions: Rise of Gru, back a whole year back in March. Um, which, you know, good for them. I mean, for being having that much foresight and yeah, but also, well, yeah, no, F, I guess F Nine does need theaters, huh? Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a theater movie. I'd prefer to see that in theaters. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's 40x. I'm in no but, rush to watch F9 at home. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's we have to see every Fast and the Furious universe movie in 40x now. At this, point, I think yeah. it 
continuing the other conversation, I think it'd be kind of cool if there were different theaters for different types of movies, you know? I guess that's a little inconvenient, but ones that are more niche, you know, like like a Star Cinema or River Oaks or something. Sure. For yeah. indie movies, and then like Regal and AMC for these big ones. I think that might be the way it goes. Alamo Draft House, you know, stuff like that. That makes sense to me. Um, mm. The Witches moves to HBO Max, first trailer release. Um, originally scheduled for a theatrical release, Warner Brothers has announced that Back to the Future director Robert Zemeckis' new take on Raul, uh, Raul Dahl's The Witches will now be heading to straight to HBO Max, and it'll arrive just in time for Halloween. The re-adaptation of Dahl's classic children's book will premiere exclusively on the streaming service on October 22nd. Um, I have seen the original one of this. I don't know if y'all seen the original. I have too. I've not. I liked it. I did too. I'm okay with this. The trailer looked it's, promising. We probably should have done this. I mean, it's too late now, but this, yeah. could, this would have been a good Halloween thing. It's like a big deal. But right. Ron was just asking if they're going to try streaming again for a theater movie. Here you go. I know. There you go. Huh? It's But this time it's free on HBO Max. So I think they just want to get subscribers. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, I hope it's good. I, I like the it old one. It looked okay. It didn't blow me I away. Mean, the right. trailer. Yeah, I mean, the trailer wasn't great, but... I also think the old one probably isn't all that great either. I just liked it because I was a kid. It's like a cult classic now, right? I it haven't is. seen it since I was a kid either. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those movies that gets put over as a... Uh, I just remember Angelica classic. Houston being... Right. She's the only one memorable in the movie. Um, Mulan will be available to stream on other digital platforms outside of Disney Plus starting next week um, if you didn't want to subscribe to Disney Plus in order to watch Mulan for $30 um, on the streamer's premiere access service then there's some good news for you today Disney has confirmed plans for the film to be made available on third party digital outlets starting next week this is definitely surprising as a, and a strong indication that Mulan did not perform as, as well as the studio anticipated this would also likely explain why neither Soul nor Black Widow will follow in its footsteps, footsteps by arriving on Premiere Access. Yeah, so I guess this is definitely the, the proof is in the pudding here of Mulan did not make as much money as they were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I this means it'll be on like iTunes and Voodoo and stuff. It's also going to be $30 there. Right. And I saw this before the news article anyway, because I saw it when I opened mm-hmm. up Voodoo. It was like, Mulan's coming soon. I was like, well, <laughs> what? I think, I know the article said next week, but I think it's probably out now as of mm-hmm. when they're hearing, probably on Tuesday, I think. That makes sense. But still don't recommend. <laughs> Is it that many people that don't have Disney Plus that also want yeah. to watch the movie? Oh, yeah. um... Like how many maybe. more sales? Are they maybe so. How many? How many more sales are, is this movie actually going to get? Not a lot, but I think it ran its course on Disney Plus pretty quickly. And then at that point, so like, like, why not? I feel like that's such a small sample size of people that a don't have Disney Plus and b don't have Disney Plus and want to spend thirty dollars, and or, also or have Disney have Plus and don't want to wait. Right. Till December. Or not just have an account. A homie. You know, watch you know what i mean because that wasn't time right the mulan disney plus stuff yeah it was time oh uh oh was it timed uh, i don't know yeah. what do you mean like was it for like a like a window like, oh no no, you, no you no, buy it you owned it and you owned it okay you can yeah. still you can still do it but yeah at, at that point just be like yeah give me your account i'll watch it just give it right but, yeah. um oh. 
Yeah, and that's that definitely does not bode well for releasing movies for PVOD. Um, Warner Brothers picks up rights to movie adaptation of Black. Deadline reports that a movie based on Black Mass Comics series Black is being developed by Warner Brothers. Black revolves around Kareem Jenkins, a teenager who is gunned down by the police. He survives and then discovers that he has superpowers. However, he's not alone. And it turns out that Kareem is just one of many black men and women who possess amazing abilities which are kept under wraps by a shadowy, far-reaching conspiracy. Titans producer Brian Edward Hill penned the screenplay for Black, and the hope is that the movie could end up spawning a franchise. Cool. This this was a good series. Cool. Yeah, the book I read the first issue for sure, and it it was solid. So, mm-hmm. I like the premise. I think it's pretty current. I'm a little worried that Titans producer is writing it. That's right. Pretty... That is, that's a little worrisome that it might end up being a little too CW for its own good. Even I know Titans isn't CW, but like you know what I mean. Even well, that, even Edward like Ian is a good writer, so hopefully. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. It says he just produced Titans. He didn't write it, so mm. I don't think he has to take all the blame for that show. <laughs> um, in some of the wildest news of the week, Spider-Man Three news: Jamie <laughs> Fox is in talks to reprise the role of Electro. What the Hollywood Reporter reports that. Jamie Foxx is currently in negotiations to return as Electro for Marvel and Sony's Spider-Man 3. Fox appeared as Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, starring Andrew Garfield, but it's not clear if he'll be playing the same character or a completely new version of the villain. If it's the former, it sounds like the follow-up to Spider-Man Far From Home may introduce some new multiverse elements. Wow. Let's go. Soccer of the week. This no, uh, no kidding. This is that's crazy. <laughs> like I saw that, I was like, "This is the Onion," or it's April first. <laughs> I was like, "Get out of here!" Because I, I saw this on the same day that there was also the thing going around of like Zack Snyder wants to get Ryan Reynolds back to film Greenland and stuff. Like, get out of here. That's that goes around like every month, I think. I know, but. uh this is pretty much confirmed because he's posted about it too, Jamie Foxx himself, you know? Hmm. Um, maybe. I don't know, he says he's not going to be blue, so maybe it's a he's just a, this a universe's player. version of Electro, yeah. you know? Or they're just like done with that dumb makeup because he looked really bad, you know? Let's let's yeah. give them a benefit of the doubt, okay? This movie, he's a, he is an Academy Award winning actor. He is. Also, um, they can't fail Spider-Man for a third time. I mean, you say that. They can't. <laughs> Live action Spider-Man, however. They can't fail. Oh, you mean like you mean like not stick the landing with the mess, third movie? Yeah, mess up with the third movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, they messed up with the second on, on Andrew Garfield. Womp womp. <laughs> but womp. I don't know. I hope I like it's very presumptuous, very to, presumptuous think it, to think it oh the echo. Oh. Um introduces multiverse elements, but I hope that's true because I, I really liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I did and too. it'd be cool if we got like a Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield situation. Don't How mad would you be, so. Ron? That's, that's wild. Yeah, but... I don't want that, but... It'd be cool. I'd be so mad. We have Spider-Verse. It's, it's a thing that yeah, that's can what, stay separate. That's what Brandon was saying. Is like They can't try to do a live-action Spider-Verse. It's never going to be as good as the animated. It There's will no never be as good. Like, well, this is America where movies that are live-action make way more money than animated. You're not wrong. It just won't be better it won't it won't be better but it'll be different there's because like spider-verse there was no 
like nostalgia to draw on because everything was new, you know. But this time you could, or you could bring in um, Jake Johnson as Spider Man from Spider Verse to play that that Peter Parker. You know that'd be cool too. That'd be wild. I'm just saying, there's there's like unlimited possibilities. Sure, sure, sure. The rumor is that WandaVision. This is obviously a lot of speculation, but WandaVision like starts the whole multiverse thing. carries It carries over into oh. Doctor Strange because that one's called Multiverse of Madness. So it make and she's right. in it. So everyone, I think, is just connecting the dots. You know, I mean that makes sense. And then um, it opens the door for Electro, hmm. but I think it may be more simple than that, and he's just a different character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. It'd be cool if they if they do Sinister Six. It'd be cool if they brought back. Like Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, and I don't know. They, they could do anything. You don't like it? You don't no. like it? You don't like him as Doc Ock? Mm-mm. No. Wow, he's the Doc Ock. No, he's bad, dude. Go back and watch what? it. He's, just, he's redoing the the Green Goblin character, like the whole like gimmick and stuff. It's it's what. Same. I'm not getting hot, into this. Hot take. Okay, let's, let's, let's go. Let's, no, we should review Okay, this. what about Green Goblin? They could bring him back. Uh, Green Goblin name? was cool. What's yeah. after him? I'm drawing a blank. Um, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, yeah Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. That'd be cool. Or they could bring back... Um, let's just leave Silver all Grace of Venom. Leave him dead. <laughs> leave all the movies. Let him die. Real. I like, I like Amazing Spider-Man. The first I one. also like Amazing Spider-Man. But... Um, Anyway, Spider-Man PS5 remaster will include a new Peter Parker. (laughs) Um, As we near the highly anticipated PlayStation 5 launch and simultaneous release of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, as well as Spider-Man, I'm sorry, as well as Marvel Spider-Man remastered, Insomniac Games has been sharing new details on both games and has just dropped quite the bombshell update this afternoon. As per their latest blog post, the newly remastered version of Marvel Spider-Man will not only include improved graphical updates to the environments, with ray-traced reflections and ambient shadows being among the most significant updates uh, and characters, uh, but it also feature a brand new face model for Peter Parker. Um, oh, we. It's pretty jarring. Um, if you... Like, okay, so I've not played it, so I didn't even realize this was a new face model. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But Insomniac's creative director responded to backlash over the the redesign. In the hours which have followed since the big reveal, the backlash has been significant. Peter Parker was even trending worldwide on Twitter, with fans venting their frustrations over what they perceive to be an unnecessary and forced change. The official reason is for Josh uh, Bubniak... Um, being replaced by Ben Jordan as the Peter Parker face actor because the latter better suits the voice actor for Yuri Lowenthal's facial capture, uh, which on the PS5 is more detailed. Insomniac Games creative director uh, Brian Inathar w- has even responded defending the decision. However, as you can see to the reply, uh, see in the replies to his tweet, fans are still not happy. Fans aren't happy. What? That's crazy. This is the most yeah, okay. This is stupid. okay. It's the like, stupidest thing. I have I have feelings about this. If I if I'm put tell me if I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but like I I feel like this is ridiculous. Like it, it is. is it is what a part? video game. Like Okay, yeah, I agree. Like <laughs> ch- chill out. It's it is it's a video game. It's gonna look however it's gonna look. The game isn't changing. They're just changing the face. 
Now, changing the voice, that might be a little bit different. Um, but so like I can tell you one thing, um, and a, a Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on the GameCube um, is a remake of Metal Gear Solid for the PS1. They re-recorded all of the voice line, all of the dialogue. Um, same actors, but they re-recorded all the dialogue. So um, there's different inflections and some lines are delivered differently and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction as someone who played so much Metal Gear Solid and have, has all that dialogue memorized was, this is stupid. How can they change this? But then I was like, oh, whatever. What, you know, <laughs> you get over it. Right. But I also, I didn't have Twitter to complain about, you know, to complain on. I think right. if, you, if this is really grinding your gears, you need to reevaluate your priorities. Okay, okay, number one, he looked so busted before. Like his face was maybe the worst part of the game. He looks like, I don't know, it just, it just looks like an amalgam of different facial features on, on a person. Sure. Like this guy's eyes, this guy's mouth. It didn't look like a real person. You know what I mean? And I know this is supposed to be whoever this actor is. However, it looks to me like it's a Tom Holland inspiration. It looks like Tom Holland I mean, and Sean Mendes together. Yeah, right. It does kind of look like the, the voice actor, though. It looks like, like yeah, a, a younger version. Like. But, like, he looks way better. Stop complaining, looks, you know? Yeah, he looks better. I don't understand. And also, it's a remaster. You can still go play your busted face Spider-Man game. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We're, we're uh, splitting two again at the watch store. Oh, God. Yeah. They just love to be contrary over there. They do. They do. Lost Civil War. But <laughs> I don't know. People need to calm down. It looks way better. Um, people like the artist was like going off or, or like was talking about how people are telling him to go kill himself and stuff like that oh, on Twitter. Man. One of the games artists. And like, I hate fans sometimes. It's just, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't that many people, but still it's but enough to like. I'm glad they're know. not they're sticking to their guns though. They're like, we're not changing it back. I would be so upset if they changed it back. This isn't like an Avengers situation where like it was kind of universally number one, the game wasn't out, and it, right. like, oh, those faces look weird, you know? Right, like, right, right. Plus, the game wasn't done, so like, whatever. <sighs> what I, 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 I video game want, fans scare me. Well, just fandom. The internet has like really ruined fandom. They've given them too much power. Shout out to the Snyder Cut. Shout out to Sonic. Shout out to Sonic. Family, family Guy. Like it's, it all started with Family Guy getting brought back to TV. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So it started. Can it. you go find the thing where I said with Sonic that this would happen? I think I, we I, all yeah, said, it. said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it for but sure. Like, even though it looked better, it opened the door for all this for Snyder Cut for petitions yeah. to change your design. The it's, butthole cut. This is uh, bad. <laughs> well, that one I agree with. <laughs> um, moving on, Ms. Marvel news. Marvel Studios cast newcomer Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan uh, in the Disney Plus TV series. Um, after what's described as a long and hard search by Deadline, it has been confirmed today that Marvel Studios has found its lead for Ms. Marvel in newcomer Iman Vellani. This marks the young actor's first major Hollywood production, and as far as we can see, she doesn't even have an IMDb page. However, she's been vocal in the industry and was a part of the Next Wave Committee at the 2019 Toronto Film Festival, where she was among those tasked with adding a special tag to films with diverse cast and filmmakers they believed would resonate with their peers. Uh, the trade notes that, quote, the plan always was to stay true to, was to, stay true to character in finding the right actress to play the role, even if it, even if it meant offering uh, a person that was not well known to the public. Well, good. Oh, 
I mean, they the had to be not well known. Well, right. Yeah. What well known actress could do this? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> In America, anyway. But um, I'm glad they went with a racially accurate person. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was talking. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and like, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I feel like maybe whitewashing is over. Like. I mean, they I get so much. Sure. They get so yeah in mainstream media, but they just get so much crap for it online if they do it. You know, like it's right. pretty damning to your movie. I think Ghost in the Shell may have been the last one. I'm sure, like next week, they'll announce some right. stupid white, you know, a, a, white a thing. Akira like, starring uh, Tobey Maguire. I think for the most what? part, it's gone though. I I don't. I don't know. R- Maybe, am I being? Am I being? No, 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 no. <laughs> Whitewashing in blockbusters may be over. Okay, with, I, I, I agree. With, I agree with you. I think that seems likely. Um, um, with the way the world is trending, and thankfully, and that's great. I'm here for it. Um, so that means we need to support movies like this. When things like this yes. happen, we need to support them. You know, but um, with your dollar. Yes. Well, yes, actually, um, the Craft Legacy trailer has been released. Uh, Blumhouse has released the first trailer and poster for the Craft Legacy which has now been confirmed to be a sequel to the 1996 cult favorite and not a reboot as was initially uh, ex- uh, suspected. Um, the trailer was pretty good. If you care about the craft, I think if you don't, yeah. I don't know if you don't like the craft, if that's going to do anything for you, but um, um, I, like it. I liked it. It looks super good. I never watched the it, original. So. It looks good. I think it is a streaming movie. I could be wrong. Is it? But it's, yeah, it's I, coming I'm out in 2020. Sure. Yeah, it's going to be a, a a rental paid video on demand, 19.99. I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad we're getting at least something new. No, definitely. To watch. I don't I'm not a big fan of the original, so I have nothing. I'm going to watch it before this since it's a sequel, but have y'all are y'all a fan at all of The Craft? Uh, I like The Craft a lot. A lot of people love that movie. I need to watch it. It's good. I enjoy it. Um it's a good I think Lori and I are watching it on Halloween. That's sort of our plan this year. We're oh, going to do a pumpkin. Does she have any interest in this? I don't even think she knows about it, honestly. Um, so I'll have to show it to her. Not yet. Um, yeah, not yet. Firestarter news. Zach Efron joins the cast of Blumhouse and Universal's Stephen King reboot. It's been a while since we've had any updates on this one, but reports are now coming in that Universal and Blumhouse's upcoming reboot of Stephen King's Firestarter has cast its first major role. According to THR, Zach Efron, credited as Baywatch and the Greatest <laughs> Showman, has signed on signed on to star in the sci-fi drama, which will be directed by Keith Thomas from The Vigil. Efron's role is not mentioned in the report, but it's assumed he'll be playing the male lead, Andy McGee. Uh, King's novel tells the story of a man with psychic abilities who goes on the run with his psych, uh, psychotechnic daughter. Oh, I'm sorry, pyrotechnic daughter. Uh, when a government agency known as The Shop targets them in order to harness their abilities. It's a good book. I like it. Um, the original movie is all right. It has Drew Barrymore in it as a kid. Oh, really? That's cool. Oh, it's not bad, the original movie. Does he uh, seem like he would fit this role? He doesn't seem like a dad type to me. I mean, I think that's probably us talking as someone who's known, you know, remember him from being a teenager in movies or being cast as teenagers in movies. So, Have you not seen his Netflix documentary? I've I think seen that, the one where he travels the world. They're calling him a daddy, okay? I think well, he fits. There's a difference between daddy and dad, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't ready. Um, um, no, he is 32. I guess 
he could be the father of a child. It's a young kid. It's like under 10 um, in the book. I guess it's possible, but it's just, it's a new, a new uh, role for him. Uh, right. It is. It's definitely a stretch, but I think it, it fits fine. Um, and that's definitely a movie that we'll talk about if this ever comes out in five years. Um, Disney has officially moved the next D23 Expo. Disney has officially announced that its biannual D23 Expo will not go ahead next summer as planned and will instead take place in summer of 2022. The announcement comes with a promise of the D23 Expo 2022 will be a celebration unlike any other as fans are given a first look at, quote, incredible plans for the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. All right, so that's how you know this is this this world is not going to change anytime soon. Yeah, that's why I put this in here. I was like, dang, that's like not taking any chances. Like they know, they know some stuff. Right. I mean, well, I mean, I think with, with a company as powerful as Disney, they have top tier data analysts at their, at their disposal, right? They can easily look at this and go, man, we can't have D 23 crowds in less than 12 months. Right. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Like, um, AEW um, has a show that I have tickets for that was supposed to be in April and then got rescheduled for November and now is rescheduled for June. I don't expect that to actually happen. Nah, it will um, be rescheduled. Yeah. Like, I have a couple of concert tickets that keep rolling over to new dates, too. Right. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. Yeah. Like, some people are talking refund. I'm like, why? It's, I mean, I already paid for these tickets. Like, almost a year ago at this point right so it's like i mean if the world's gonna end you may as well get your refund if you're never gonna see that so fair enough (laughs) fair enough who Um, says we're gonna survive to 2022 but if you want right you're right but if we're gonna if you want to go watch wrestling uh i want to i'm gonna bring y'all to this uh booker (laughs) t booker t uh has a organization up in clear lake and they are doing drive-in wrestling (laughs) wrestling yeah they are yeah. What does that mean? You, um, you drive s- up and watch it? Uh-huh, in your car. And they do commentary over the radio. That's cool. Yeah, they yeah are. I, I had I I've heard very good reports like that it's, it's a lot of fun. Isn't it um, hard to see though without like stadium? I don't know. It's it's Sounds like it's independent wrestling, man. It's it's you, you I'm sure it's fine. Okay. You know, like there's not a big spectacle. It's uh <laughs> Okay. You know. Uh, but uh, anyway, Ryan Reynolds steps out of the background in a fun-filled new trailer for Free Guy. Um, 20, 20th Century Studios and Walt, Disney, and Walt Disney Studios have released a brand new official trailer for Sean Levy's Free Guy, an upcoming sci-fi action comedy starring Golden Globe nominee Ryan Reynolds, which hits <laughs> theaters, apparently, December 15th. <laughs> the, the apparently was added by me. Um, we'll just there was some... They, they tweeted out some video of the cast, and they were like making fun of how none of them know when it's coming out. Right. Well, that's so, good. They're aware that December 15th is, you know, a wish, mm-hmm. a dream. Would but you- I thought the trailer looked fine. Yeah. Um, this does not look like a movie that I would normally go see, honestly. Um, it, it looks like it's too broad of a comedy for me, generally. Um, it looks like the Lego movie, but it, live action. It does. It does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Fortnite meets Lego movie. Maybe. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm about it. But it's got what's her name um from Killing Eve, so that's what makes me want to see it. That's what I, I, I mean if it's in theaters on December fifteenth, 
we will rent a theater for five dollars and go see it. <laughs> sure. It's getting lower every time I talk about it. Um, what they'll pay us to see it. Um, one of Dylan shared a uh, which theater is it that's doing a fifty dollar rentals now? Cinemark. Who fifty dollars still open? You get five people. That's ten dollars. That's easy. If you get twenty people, it's free. <laughs> Two dollars and fifty cents a ticket. Oh man, that's nineteen fifties pricing, man. Um, Dune, <laughs> unfortunately, has reportedly been pushed back from this December. It seems Warner Brothers has decided to shift the former into next year, based on the report <laughs> shared by Collider. It's okay, uh, shared by Collider. They claim that Denis Villeneuve's epic sci-fi movie has been pushed all the way back to October 1st, 2021. A major yep. delay, but honest, but uh, one that honestly does not come as, as a surprise. That's the Batman's current release date, so the DC Comics adaptation is either moving up or being delayed. Dot, 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 again. Um, sad news, obviously, as this is going to be the best movie of this or any year. Uh, <laughs> this but, lifetime. Yeah, this lifetime. I mean, if we ever get to see it, that is. So, yeah. So, so here, here's the question though. So, if we get around to summer next year and we're still having to record it, you know, away and you know can't have in-person events, right? They're just going to put it out, right, digitally. If this, they can't keep this up, they can't. They they can't. No. They can't withhold Dune from us that long. It'll be forever. 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 Um. So yeah, this basically means Batman's getting moved. Batman's getting moved too. It's pretty confirmation. They're not gonna so, release two. So don't count on, on any. Don't count on any dates. Count on, you know, infinite delays. So I said this in the chat, but I think it is the silver lining here. Number one is that I have more time to read the books. Yes. Are you gonna, are you gonna go further into them? You gonna go past one? Yeah, I'm currently doing. Children of Dune. Oh, There's boy. a Children of Dune club that Comic Book Girl 19 is current. It's coming out right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. into that, and then Are you I'll read more. You? Um, it's. Well, did you like the first one? Yes, I loved it. It's amazing, right? And then the second right. one, you're like this. Not amazing. So okay, there's a customer of mine who says he has a theory. The theory, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I talked about it, right? That that mm-hmm. Frank Herbert's production is that he like killed a grad student, stole their work, and then wrote sequels to it. It's like because none of the books are like that first one. None of them. I don't think that's it. I think he just he spent like years and years and years researching for the first one. Sure. Like different cultures and different inspirations. That's what, that's what and he, then he wrote to. it and then he just kind of did the next one. You know, it wasn't like steeped in, you know, so much research. What if that's, that's all the ruse, Dylan? I don't think so. I don't think that's what happened. Believe it seems the like the same writer, but um, are, are you other silver lining oh, is that maybe the TV show will come out. Oh, that's true. Along along the same time because they're doing that Ben and Jesserit. No, it's called Sisterhood, right? Right, right. They had to make it accessible to audiences. Uh, Dune Sisterhood. Yeah, maybe that'll come out around the same. Ben and Jesserit, the show. Or... <laughs> like, what is that? Starring um, starring the Adventures of Muad'Dib. This <laughs> this is uh Kind of in the same vein of that Peacemaker TV show that's going to come out around the same time as Suicide Squad now. Sure. You know? Right. Like, there's a little bit more synergy. So hopefully Denny can finish up Dune and start working on the TV show and we'll get both next year. So optimistic. 
is your current plan are you going to wait for comic book girl to do the next one as a club or do you think you'll read three on its own no i don't think there's any guarantees with her she's pretty manic so i'm just gonna keep going oh boy you gotta if you took a long time for her to do the second one i know years if you're gonna if you're gonna move on i mean if you're gonna get past two you gotta at least read the first five then because that's all that frank wrote and then bro yeah i thought about being insane and doing uh chronological order but everyone on Reddit was like, "Don't do, don't that. do that." That's a horrible. Of course, idea. they said that. Well, because I, the original, I kind of want to just try it. Well, the original Dune is twelfth in yeah. chronology. I know that means you got to read eleven That's books insane. not written by Frank Herbert. It'd be funny. I think you the can. Thing, do that. The thing that told me not to do that was that you need like the other books rely on you knowing right. the original book. So it's like yeah, fine. Public, publication order really does work better for that. Um, but anyway, um, let's talk, let's get into Halloween actually. Um, three minutes. Yeah. Right. So in 2007, um, Halloween was remade by Robert Wolfgang zombie, um, and dimension (laughs) films. Um, and the story goes, uh, he, so after Halloween, the, the, the disaster that was Halloween resurrection with Busta Rhymes. Um, if you remember that one, um, it looked like Michael Myers franchises were dead. And then they approached Rob Zombie uh, hot off of the success of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects, both of which were fantastic. Um, he gets given Halloween. Uh, and he, he went up with two approaches. Uh, one was a prequel dealing with Michael as a kid fully the whole movie and then one as a straight up reboot and they went with, up with the straight up reboot because that is going to make more money but as you can tell also spoilers for Halloween 2007 and any other mm-hmm. Halloween movie mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so you can definitely tell that as you watch this movie um, that he and wanted he to combine them both right so okay this movie um, it did it did well in the theaters it, um, it had a decent response initially however um the the hardcore fans um had lots of problems with it and this is a very divisive horror movie um and i will as I, as we said last week i uh, when i watched this movie in 2007 in theaters i loved it okay i loved it but 2007 i was like 23 you know what i mean uh right and i was hot off of Rob Zombie made The Devil's Rejects, as far as I'm concerned, it was the best movie of 2000, the best horror movie of that first 2000 generation, the Audis, Um or the Naughties, what do they call it? Um, I, I, the Devil's, have you all seen Devil's Rejects? No. It's, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's phenomenal. It's very, very good. Um, good acting performances. Like He got good performances out of people that do not give good performances. Um, but anyway, I th- so not I here. think, yeah, no, not here for sure. And so, uh, so that's sort of like, I think Rob Zombie is kind of like Toby Hooper, um, who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in that Devil's Rejects is a fluke. Because sure, Texas sure, Chainsaw sure. Massacre for Toby Hooper was a fluke. Most of his other movies are garbage. Um, same with Rob Zombie, unfortunately. Going back to watch this movie, I did not. Bro, it's, it's not good. It's rough, dog. It it aged very poorly. 
I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Michael. I remember watching this when they came out and liking it. Yeah. Not loving it, just liking it probably. Yeah. And haven't thought of it since. Did it age and, poorly or did you guys age well? Did we age over it? Because it didn't seem that dated, you know? Well, it's just what I'm talking about is like the language. Yeah, the language is language cool. is really bad. Like bad. it's but again, like, like it's but again, like oh this echo again. Um this echo again. I don't know who's echoing, but um, anyway, but um, it's it's Zoom. It's not us. None of us are playing music, like playing yeah. it out loud. You know, it just does that. It's weird. Okay, that's cool. Um, so anyway, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> I got distracted by my own language. Echo. Oh, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think it's sort of you know, we have evolved as a culture that like certain things are not acceptable in movies anymore. Right. Now, like. It's kind of with the Ghostbusters thing, almost. What do you mean? Uh, how oh, Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the language of Ghostbusters, but like the content, sexual content, like content, Bill Murray yes, perving on people, yes. and right, 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 right. Like you'll get people dropping slurs in this movie. Like I get they're the bad oh, guys. It's wild, dude. Like it's edgy for a reason, right? Oh, it's so edgy, dude. This is it's such so edgy. edgy. Like everybody, and even it's such everybody, a Rob Zombie sucks. movie. Everybody sucks in this movie too, other than like other than like Laurie Strode. Lori like, showed. She's not. She's not. They're like even then, right? And then like, um, I forget. Uh, what was the homie's name? What's his name? The Hispanic dude that was. Oh, Danny Trejo. Up. He was. The, yeah, Danny he was a really good one. It's like everybody else in here sucks. Like I'm glad y'all died. Right. So even the little um, kids were annoying. So yeah, exactly. And and stuff with the with Michael as a kid. So I think. Rob Zombie stopped at just he assumed I'm gonna cast uh, an interesting looking kid at, in Dag Ferk and just leave it to that. That's the character development. He looks weird, you know. Right. Uh, and you know, you shout out—he still look weird. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He does. <laughs> Who's a SoundCloud rapper now? Uh, He's a rapper now. Uh, Great Dag is his name. Go look him up or don't. Um, but anyway. Mm. those first those so this is so this is such a weird movie because rob zombie is a big horror guy like loves the originals loves all these movies there's so many references so there's so many classic horror actors in this you have um tom tolls who was in henry portrait of a serial killer and the night of the living dead remake and other also in devil's rejects you have d wallace who was in the hills have eyes the howling cujo critters uh, you have Ken Foree, who is in <laughs> Dawn of the Dead and multiple other things. Um, William Forsythe. There's, anyway, there's a, a bunch of... Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, obviously Malcolm McDowell. Sorry. And Brad Dourif, uh, who is the voice of Chucky um, and is the lead okay. actor, the lead villain in Exorcist 3. Lots of, anyway, lots of horror alum. Classic horrors, yeah. So, like, like, telling you that he's a fan of the genre and he is but like there's no horror in this movie like the, there's no there's, all, just there's, there's surprises but there's no suspense there's no like oh this person's dead oh this person's dead oh this person's dead basically yeah they just he just went from yeah it was interesting because like these his killings weren't even like cool right like mm-hmm. in, Michael wasn't, I mean, wasn't like his deal though right right but even so like they didn't even go for like the super gruesome like Halloween, you know, right. you could have gone with. 
Well, sometimes the way people got away from him was interesting, you know? Like in other in other Halloween movies. Oh yeah. Like, yes. The, yeah. the inventive movies. ways people would escape him was interesting. Right. But none of that here. Um, she screamed so much. Who Scout Taylor Compton? Lori? Yeah. yeah she Lori was, it was like nonstop screaming. It like I know it's a horror movie, but damn. And what was also, his motive was to just kill the rest of his family? Is that uh, um well that was there a, was no plot. Right. Well, yes. Um I think so I don't I don't even remember if they are if they are purported to be the full family or what the deal is like because in the first movie he's killing the people that lived in his house right um which i guess makes sense but i yeah i don't know um oh the other the other big uh name that was in the movie was danielle harris who played was way too old to be playing a high school student but she was playing uh and all were way too old well yeah but she was like 35 uh yeah she she looked very old um but do you know her deal she was the little girl in halloween four and five um and she that's weird yeah i know well she uh, who was like the niece of michael myers in halloween four and five and then she ends up killing some people in five but like she never she talked about it in one one of the interviews from forever ago i remember talking about um she was always upset that she didn't get to die on screen in Halloween. And so she was so excited to get to do this and get killed. Um, she, I will say, we do have to note that every woman in this movie is like naked or gets killed. naked, boy. Except for D Wallace. Yeah. Lori and Lori Strode. Well, yeah. Except for them. I was like, how many boobies do you have them. to see? Right. <laughs> I didn't know why you guys liked this when you were young. Right. I don't even remember. I don't even know if I liked it because of that, to be honest. I know. I don't think it was either. I think I liked it because it seemed real edgy. Right. Yeah. It's seems like a 14 year old made it. Well, yeah, that's what Rob Zombie does. Devil's Reject is a fluke. House of a Thousand Corpses is good, but it's good for what it is. Devil's Rejects ascends that and makes a, a good movie that is a horror movie. Um, I will stand by that. Um, but there's not much many redeeming qualities about this. It's no, not inventive. Not the soundtrack well isn't shot. very good. Um, it had the laziest yeah, suspense. Totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. Super Terrible lazy. acting. The, there, um, was, there was one cool shot. It was right after he escaped from his uh, place. And he put on the mask and it was just him in a dark room with just his No, like, no, no, no. Because they was, did that music like oh, way yeah, out of nowhere. The music. It ruined but, it. But no sound, just a picture looked cool. Sure, if you're watching on music. Is it, though? So no. I'll tell you a thing about the music is like Rob Zombie loves using pop music or pop pop rock or anything like that in his movies. Um, and it he sort of, he, he did it best at Devil's Rejects with, uh, he, used the, he used Freebird, um, which... This was before Kingsman, and there had never really been a movie that used Freebird in any sort of story way in a movie, and it was a very good end to the movie. Um, but in this one, it felt like every scene uh, in the first half of the movie when he was a kid had some sort of a pop song to go along mm-hmm. with the emotion I was supposed to be feeling. Like when they played yeah. Nazareth's Everybody Hurts while the mom was outside crying, I'm like, I want to die right now. This is horrible. um this movie's not good i'm sorry if i if i if if i told you last week to go watch it i'm sorry 
Um, the second one, however, I have not rewatched no, no. it again. <laughs> I, the second one, I'm sure, is also terrible. I, I did also love the second one um, when it came out. But I will say that it's a, definitely a wilder experience. Because, like, um, his, uh, his mom comes back as a ghost. And she's, like, walking around with a white horse and a big flowing white dress on. And she's, like, haunting Michael and being weird. Like it's they really just swing for the fences with the with the oddities. Um, this one has a twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Halloween two has got a twenty one. A little bit worse, but maybe that makes it better. I will say hey. there's another famous person in this movie. Michael, have you watched Booksmart yet? No. Oh well, the kid. I kept thinking the kid looks so familiar, like that she babysits. Oh, and he's okay. in books, and he's in Booksmart. He's like a oh for real. Oh yeah, like, you know, like the. Like the goofy guy, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is it. Him. Interesting. Uh, the, it's a nice nice starting role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lots of... Like, Paul Rudd's first theatrical movie was Halloween 6. Like, lots of, you know, actors get their start in... I think genre. Henry Cavill's was Hellraiser 8. <laughs> was it really? I remember seeing him in that movie, and he was very young, so... Um, I've been the first... So I would definitely say I don't recommend this movie. Um, that. Mm-hmm. I, I also, you can't watch it free anywhere. Yeah. Also, yeah, and I also like I like Malcolm McDowell, but I, he was so hammy. Like he was too hammy for his own good in this movie. Dylan, would you agree? Yeah, I did want to say that it reminded me, having not seen this, but having seen most recently the 2018 one, mm-hmm. the storyline of him trying to convince authorities that Michael's back was like exactly what happened in the 2018 one. Well, that's what happens in the original too. Like, I guess, but it just seemed, it just seemed like beat for beat like this one. Sure. I mean, that's like sort of Loomis's deal is like, yeah, no, you won't listen to me. He's back. His eyes are evil, you know, whatever it is. Uh, But this Malcolm McDowell was just, out of control in this movie he was over the top <laughs> like and and it's crazy sid haig is in this movie he's the guy that plays the guy that uh works at the cemetery he's only in the movie for okay. one scene yeah for like a he's second so yeah. bad in this movie yeah, he was bad. Yeah, yeah. horrible and, but if in devil's rejects he's amazing like blows you away but I mean, mom was terrible. I thought she was like she was Dee Wallace. Bad. It yeah. was like porn, porn level bad in the beginning. I was like, is this gonna be the whole movie? Oh, well, like that, she, all her fights. His wife. Yeah. Oh, that's his wife. Sherry, you're talking about Michael Myers' mom. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie. She's oh, in all. Well, that makes movies. sense. Yeah. Oh, there's another famous person, the Spy Kid, the kid from Spy Kids, was the bully. Oh yeah, was he? He was. the yeah, red, yeah, the redheaded yeah. bully guy. Yeah, the first kill. Wow. Um, what a time. A lot yeah, of interesting it, cameos. Um, sure. In- interesting um, tidbit. There's a website that's back now called Halloween-movies.com um, that was like the source of all information. Actually, no, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, that, was the, <laughs> that was the website for Halloween movies uh, for information all about Halloween. It was a big message board, forum, you know, the whole deal. It's a subreddit now. They closed. Oh, it's back. It's, there's no dash. They closed the website after the release of 
2007's Rob Zombie. They're like, we're done. We're done with Halloween. <laughs> wow. They shut down the website because they hated it so much. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. I get it now. I'm older and I get it. This movie's not good. It's not good. You've grown. I have. We've grown. That should be um, a theme. Each month we review a movie that we liked as a kid but probably wouldn't anymore. I don't, I, I don't have an answer for this. A lot. I don't have an answer for this off top, but you, do you have any movie that like you purposely are not going to rewatch because you know you want to hold it as like I like this movie? Yeah, I have yeah. nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I have those, but I need to think about it. I have lots of yeah. those, that, especially ones that like I don't know, like teen comedies from like and comedies twenty yeah. years like, ago. Ones that might I feel like might be problematic now, and I'm like I'll just let that. Live this would have been one of them. Halloween 2007 would have been one of them. I, if you asked me two months ago, I would have told you that this movie was underrated. Yeah, I was talking to, I think, Chuck about these movies. And I was like, yeah, I enjoyed these movies. You know? Yeah, we were wrong. We were wrong. There's um, no way to say it's anything but sexist. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, but it's anyway. Real bad. That, that's that's going to do it for us this week. Unless there's anything else that y'all want to talk about. Halloween 2007 by Robert. Robert no, not at all. No. We can just promise that we have better horror coming up. This we month. do. Um, so if you want to watch along with us, um, already on Hulu um, as of last week is Monsterland. All episodes. All episodes are out. A shout out based Hulu. They don't always do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then later this, and then that's what, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. And then the week after that is The Haunting of Bly Manor, which I believe hits Netflix. Uh, this week? This Friday? Friday? Yeah, Friday. What, Friday? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Friday? Lovecraft. And then Lovecraft Country the week after that. West Wednesday for Black Manor. Wednesday for, right, you're right, Ron. Right, you're right. yes. This is just... Yeah, it's Wednesday the 7th. Um, and then Lovecraft Country after that. That's a lot of TV we got to watch, boys. It is. Well, thankfully, I'm caught up on Lovecraft. Thankfully, Same. I am not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, come go watch TV with us. Get 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 spooky. Get scary. Time to uh, spooky. Do do something for for uh, for October. Do yeah. all the stuff. All of it. Read some horror books with me. Come talk to me about it. But anyway, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. It's Ron. It's Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>